This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Today, our guests are Wayne Gay, and he's an accounting professor here at Wharton, along with Delphine Samuels, who is a PhD student here at Wharton. And they're going to discuss a working paper, uh, which also has a co-author, Daniel Taylor, another Wharton accounting professor. And the title is uh, Guiding Through the Fog, Financial Statement, Complexity, and Voluntary Disclosure. Uh, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you coming in. Your paper is probably a real breath of fresh air for almost everyone who considers financial statements impenetrable. Um, they seem to get more impenetrable every year, uh, longer, more complicated. Um, and I think that um, one example, which I see you've brought with you, yes. is uh, from Goldman Sachs. And this is, a, this is a 480 pages. And what does yes. this document represent? It is. This is the, the uh, 10K for <clears throat> Goldman Sachs from 2012. And you can see that it's quite thick. It would be better as a sort of a doorstop than a... It, it, it looks heavy in weight and in content. So, yes. Um, so the question is, you know, financial statements, they're getting longer, they're getting more complicated. Does it have to be that way? I mean, that's the big question I think that you partly that you look at in your paper. Um, and are they so complicated and long because they're trying to perhaps companies are trying to hide bad news in some cases? Or is it just sometimes companies are so complicated, their business is so complex that, that they need to uh, explain it in a very, very long document? Or are there other reasons? So those are some of the things I'd, I'd, I'd like to chat with you about. Um, so your paper looks at that, those kinds of things, how companies can clarify the information in the report. One answer that you suggest, I believe, is that they follow up, uh, they have follow-up disclosure with such things as on annual earnings and annual forecasts, 8K filings, and even press releases, that there's ways to provide, um, I guess, a little map to explain what these things are about. But let me have you guys explain it. Um, and could you just give a, a short summary of the basic ideas behind your research? Yeah, so, uh, and thanks for having us uh, here today. So, as you noted, um, Financial statements have gotten more complicated. They've gotten longer. In part, that's been due to uh, regulation um, requiring firms to provide more information about certain transactions. But also, firms are getting uh, more com complex themselves. So if uh, firms today, global firms that are involved in lots of more complex transactions than they would have been involved in, say, 20 or 30 years ago, uh, has just created more and more information perhaps to the point where there is this information overload. And in fact, uh, in the last 10 years, uh, evidence suggests that the average uh, 10K annual report is 50% bigger than it was uh, today than in 2005. And just so in 10 years, it's quite a big jump. It, it is a big jump, yes. And, and we've seen you know, regulation over the last 15 years, Sarbanes-Oxley, some coming out of the financial crisis, um, where firms are just required to provide more and more information. Um, and some of it might be uh, due to you know, litigation concerns as well, that companies feel like they need to be um, provide more information and sort of cover themselves in the event that uh, some of that information might or might not be relevant, but at least getting it out there. So what we try to do in the paper is um, 
assess whether, you know, companies faced with this situation where they uh, do have these complicated financial statements, whether they have ways that they can go about mitigating some of these transparency problems. Can they follow up or preempt, perhaps, uh, mm -hmm. some of the complexity in the annual reports with uh, additional disclosures like management forecasts or um, uh, you know, press releases and, and 8Ks and those sorts of things. Yeah. So some kind of guidance that would some simplify kind of, and, and just be more, just more straightforward and, and shorter. And perhaps distill. So you mm -hmm. distill information. So you can imagine an annual report that gets filed and managers look at their investors, look at the market and say, I don't, I don't think the market fully understood the implications of certain important disclosures we had this quarter or this year. Um, let's try to help them understand what we, what we mean by that and, and perhaps even give, give investors a forecast of next period's earnings to say, you might not understand how this is information maps into next period's earnings. We'll help you figure that out. We'll give you our guess as to what next period's earnings will be in response to that disclosure. So for the paper itself, what would you say are the key takeaways? Yeah, so... Yeah, so I think that one of the key takeaways uh, is certainly that man <clears throat> managers seem to be aware of the informational problems uh, that are caused by these overly complex and very lengthy financial statements uh, because they seem to be providing additional management forecasts, so forecasts of sales or earnings or other accounting numbers. Uh, they also seem to be providing a lot more press releases, so which contain all sorts of information uh, that might help reduce the uncertainties that are caused by these complex financial statements. Uh, and they file more frequent interim uh, disclosures, so in the form of 8Ks, which are much shorter and are filed whenever managers feel the need to disclose something that could be material. So I um, just want to ask one thing, which is, it, I mean, it sounds like companies are buried under regulation and they're, they're, they're kind of forced to do this and, and that's the general idea. Is it sometimes also though they like to obfuscate and, you know, geez, if we make this more complicated, we don't, it, it might be harder for them to see that this not so wonderful thing happened and we can move on to the next quarter. Kind of thing. Yeah, so I think that certainly could be the case that in some instances, uh, managers would want to obfuscate information. For example, if they're trying to uh, hide poor performance, uh, or if they're trying to manage earnings to try to portray uh, or paint the, their performance in a better light. Um, and in these cases, uh, I think we would not expect to see managers provide more voluntary disclosures well, subsequently, right? Right, what I was driving uh, at, yes. So, <clears throat> those, so there are these two countervailing effects that could be going on. And so overall in our study, we find that the, the predominant effect is this positive association between uh, financial statement complexity and voluntary disclosures. So in other words, managers are uh, benevolent, so to speak, and are trying to uh, really overall reduce the complexities uh, and the uncertainties related to... And could, uh, could the market decide that, you know, the companies that are trying to do that, they feel more comfortable with and, and uh, the, the companies benefit in some way versus those that are maybe trying to hide things? Does that, what, could it make it more obvious that there's something... Yeah, so a couple of things. So we do find some evidence that uh, that, that when these disclosures, we, we do try to estimate uh, whether the market gets some degree of comfort when these new disclosures come out. And so we find that uh, when the, the managers put out these additional disclosures, that uncertainty of the market, liquidity in the market actually improves 
following those disclosures. But And just to, to follow up with what Delphine was saying, although we do find on average that managers are, are don't appear to be trying to obfuscate information, we do try to look for managers that have greater incentives to obfuscate. And in fact, we find that there are managers out there that do have incentives to obfuscate information. And in those settings, we find that it's less likely that managers are going to provide those supplemental disclosures. So one of the nice things about the paper is we we, we, we try to look at both groups of managers, sort of the benevolent managers that Delphine was talking about, but also find some evidence that, that some managers are not so benevolent. And when they have incentives to obfuscate, uh, they're not providing those supplementary disclosures. So the kind of kind of remedies you're suggesting could, could, uh, could as I say, have, have the market focus on on the benevolent companies a little bit more, so that could that could have some effect on on behavior. Yeah, or, or penalize the ones that aren't right. penalize the ones exactly. that are not providing those supplemental. Which, if any of the conclusions that you came to in the paper surprised you, that may be one of the ones that I think people found most surprising w- within the academic literature to date. Um, these uh, the complexity of financial statements has typically been uh, believed to be a choice by managers that managers are are choosing to make financial statements uh, in the literature it's called foggy mm-hmm. they use it, and that's we have that in the title that that managers choose to fog up the financial statements with complex language uh, and, and additional you know words that are not necessarily don't have to be there uh, and so up till now, many academics and and even in the the the, the public opinion has been that that there is this pervasive sort of fogginess in the financial statements. And one of the things we we find is that no, not it's not the average effect. It's not the pervasive effect. The pervasive effect that managers are trying to make things transparent. Um, and I think that was probably one of the more surprising. And one of the things we certainly had to convince our colleagues of when we were presenting and writing the paper. So in other words, the companies are sort of like tied down like Gulliver by their regulations. That, that they, 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 have to pro- they have to provide all of this information. Yeah, it's really a difficult balance, I think, yeah. for the companies because th- the companies themselves are getting more complicated. Mm-hmm. So even in the absence of the regulation, they would have to say more to explain that complexity. I see. Then you have the regulation that's being sort of lumped on that, and then you have this litigation concern mm-hmm. that's being lumped on that. So the companies have a very complex game that they're trying to, to play, and, and on top of that, they're trying to provide information. Even, to even when well-intentioned. It's even when well-intentioned, things can get complicated. So let, specifically, what are some of the practical implications? You've talked a little bit about some of these remedies. How do they work, and how much do they help? Yeah. Well, I think one of the practical implications for regulators is that there seems to be a real need to try to reduce the length of financial statements and the co- the complexity of the content of financial statements. Um, and regulators have recently launched a series of initiatives. Uh, so specifically, the SEC launched the Disclosure Effectiveness Initiative uh, to try to find ways to work with firms, to encourage firms to reduce the length of financial statements. For example, by reducing redundancies, um, for example, by um, reducing the complexity of the accounting regulations themselves uh, and other things like that. So I think that there really is a, a movement, a continuous movement to try to reduce some of these uncertainty problems. You, you may have covered this, but I just wanted to see if there were other, uh, other points around this you wanted to mention, which is what misperceptions held by the public 
or the media or others might, might just dispel, it, it, the study dispel. It sounds as if it's, there's an idea that companies are purposely fogging things up and the, the study does dispel that. Were there other things? Well, I mean, you know, it is certainly the case. We looked at this, you know, this this 10K, Delphine earlier was talking about, uh, before we started, was talking about a General Electric annual report that's 110,000 words, I think you said. So, yeah. so these huge financial statements. And I think the general public looks at, you know, these these really thick, complicated sort of disclosures and it's become virtually impossible for anybody but the most sophisticated of investors to to pick one of these things up and distill it. So, and and even among the the sophisticated investors, the analysts, the people on Wall Street, it's complicated there as well. So, I think public perceptions when they see all this this extensive disclosure is to try to think about well, why why could this be happening, right? And so. You know, I think that there's there's often, you know, the, the regulators over-regulating is something that a lot of people will think about. Companies trying to fog things up, sort of the, the managers that are trying to make things more complicated are what people tend to think about as well. And I think some of what gets missed there is that companies are just getting more and more complicated. And we're seeing that not only with disclosures. I work in corporate governance and executive compensation as well. And, and these more complicated companies have much more complicated governance, compensation, business strategies, disclosures. I mean, the complexity of firms today as compared to 25 years ago uh, has created a lot of, I think, misperceptions about uh, the, the, the information that's out there and, and how these businesses actually work. And so, Hopefully what we've provided is a little bit of insight as to, you know, how managers are trying to think about managing this very complicated uh, situation they have. We also talked a little bit ahead of time uh, about the cost for them to be doing this. Mm. Huge teams, lots of money. Can you discuss that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, so certainly companies spend a lot of money um, having – they have to employ public accountants, auditors – uh, they certainly have general counsel, uh, a legal team to try to address all the uh, <clears throat> all the required disclosures that they have to provide in their 10Ks and other filings. Uh, and they certainly have large teams of accountants uh, to try to address that. So I think the costs are tremendous and have been increasing over the last decades or and, several decades. Even. And can easily run for a large company into the tens of millions of dollars. So it is a big expense for these large companies and it's even an expense. It's perhaps an even bigger issue for the small companies. So for a company like Goldman Sachs, it's a pain in the neck to have to write a 500-page annual report, but they've got the resources and the people to do it. The smaller firms are the ones that are really, I think, you know, struggling and suffering because they have to comply with most of the same rules uh, but they don't have nearly the, the resources. And so there's an economy of scale, if you will, with putting together some of this information. And there's co very complicated computer systems that need to be put in place and people that need to be hired. And for those small firms, it can be a real strain on their resources to comply with some of this. But if I understand you correctly, it sounds like that that's almost unavoidable because of the complexity of the regulation, the complexity of the businesses. Um, what you're what you're finding isn't going to affect the cost of doing this. That's 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 kind of set. And but that, as far as the public and regulators and other interested parties are concerned, that it can be made more clear. There, that you can have clarity around these these reports instead of just fog. Yeah, and Delphine and I were talking about this earlier. I mean, I think. 
part of what, what might be helpful to the regulators is to think about, in a more, if you will, holistic way, all of the different types of disclosures and information that are out there. So rather than regulating this medium and then that medium and then this medium and this standard, to think about all the different ways that companies can provide disclosures and, you know, think about it as a package of information. And there, there may well be more cost-effective ways to provide that package of information. So um, what will you look at next in this area? What, how would you follow up on this study? Are there plans to follow up on it? Yeah, I think, I think Delphine's well, a PhD <clears throat> student, so she'll have lots of plans to follow up on everything. <laughs> Yeah, I think with the new uh, regulatory initiatives uh, that are launched by the SEC, but also FASB and other regulators, uh, there's a lot of room for improvement uh, to render financial statements less complex. Uh, and I mean, firms are definitely uh, going in that direction, uh, trying to come up with more executive summaries at the beginning of their financial statements, uh, trying to streamline the financial statements, eliminate redundancies, um, <clears throat> eliminate outdated items. Um, so I think there's certainly a movement in that direction, and I think it will be interesting uh, in the future to look at whether the complexity of these financials actually goes down, and when that happens, what the implications are for managers' other uh, ways of communicating information, uh, and whether investors start using the financial statements more as a tool rather than uh, just it being a compliance mechanism. So I think there's a lot of interesting potential research. So, and, there, and there could be, uh, so it sounds like there could be some public policy solutions to some of, some of this that, that could, uh, without, without losing the information that the public needs, that, that some, some of the superfluous uh, re requirements or requests could be done away with. I think that's fair, yeah. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.